0: So, John, if you became a ghost for a day, what would you do? For a single day? A single day. Okay. I think I'd do all the ghostly things. I'd just enjoy being a ghost. That's that's pretty ectoplasm. We're all over your face. Oh, (laughs) God! (laughs) Why do I do a podcast with this guy?
1: (laughs)
2: everybody to beyond the box set the podcast where today we are pitching prequels sequels and spin-off ideas to the frighteners we'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from my listeners with the ideas that they have posted on our social media pages but first we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary i'm harry the host with the most numbers on my forehead it's true yes three three horse sixes (laughs) oh no I've actually got a little scar here. They, they oh you if, do, Oh, yeah. your little
0: Harry Potter wannabe scar. Yeah. And if you
2: okay. turn it sideways, it looks like a one. That signifies oh. that I am the number <laughs> one host of this podcast. Okay. Or and an idiot who can't cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't a cycling accident. I was playing
1: hide and seek. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> then he had to make an exit. <laughs> no one came to find him. <laughs>
2: Hey, the head teacher did. She drove me to hospital in her car. Oh, okay, it was very exciting. It feels, feels like a
0: story for another podcast.
2: Right? Okay, okay. And joining me as always, the guest with the best maple syrup recipe because he's Canadian. It's Phil Better.
1: <laughs> That's right. I have the best maple syrup recipes. You can always find more recipes at the Phil Better Cooking Show. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I tried to go with it, guys. I'm sorry. Just
2: go go to philbettersyrup.com.
1: Oh, dear. Yep, (laughs) and get 50% off all maple syrup exported out of Canada.
2: (laughs) And joining me, as always, the host with the most haunted apartment is John Lucas. I'm very friendly with all of the ghosts in this apartment, I'll have you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what alarms me, really. Mm. (laughs) You've already got fantasies of squirting ectoplasm.
1: (laughs) That's just disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, come on, John.
2: Come on, get it together. Have a standard. Right. So, um, hello, Phil. Hello, Phil Better. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank
1: you very much, guys. I love coming on during the Halloween period because it's always mm. the best movies.
0: Is this your second or your third time, Phil? Or am I, right? I know you're on for Wolf. This
1: is, I believe, my mm-hmm. third. So, remind us what you've done. This is my second Halloween. We did Wolf. Yeah, we did mm. Wolf. Wait, no, sorry. I was on uh, Harry's other podcast. I apologize.
2: Two Geeks, Two Movies. For shame. Yes. We don't talk about that podcast. <laughs> i just did you I don't, don't f- talk about the podcast because you're jealous of what a quality podcast actually looks like
1: well which podcast still going i'm sorry i actually prefer being on with John. thank you thank you phil mm. john's nicer john came out to meet me when i went to london I, or uh, i Leeds. did yes you stayed at my Super. house <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i like you too that's why i'm on your oh, podcast right, <laughs> It's
0: <laughs> Jesus. Ross, on the other hand, yeah.
1: yeah. He can be bad. <laughs> Harry, I've been on three of your podcasts three times, and I've been twice with John, so who's my favorite podcast? Obviously, it's you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shall I leave the room? Should I have like a <laughs> bit of a third wheel? No, no, you're fine, too. <laughs> yeah, you can go
1: join, join the too. ghost in your bedroom and you know, do whatever you want. You're the, yeah, yeah, bring your uh, ectoplasm. This just got no, really what? weird really quickly, guys. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry, okay. yeah. Okay, so this film is... Uh, not quite that weird, but <laughs> Phil, would you like, to, like to tell us about the film that you brought us for our ghost season?
1: All right. So The Frighteners is actually one of my favorite ghost movies because it's kind of like two movies in one. Mm-hmm. You got the silly kind of campy bit in the beginning, and then you mm-hmm. go straight horror pretty much at the end. Like the last 45 minutes is just pure kind of a, a good horror thriller type movie that you're not really sure how it's going to play out the first half is like a good date movie like oh this is a fun movie to go see with the girlfriends you know it's fun it's michael j (laughs) pox and then you're like wait this took a twist somewhere this is a saw movie all of a sudden like it I, i wouldn't go that far well no it's not a saw movie but it's it's it takes that twist that you're like oh i didn't see that coming like it goes from fun jokey type goofy movie to like dead serious horror movie nearly you know, like, and it it has that gravitas because they they do go. You know what? Let's show the death, and it's not like a campy, like, scream type movie.
0: It certainly goes to some places. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. It has that. So when did? Pardon. Go, go ahead. On, oh, I was just gonna say, when did you first see it? Then um, did you see it in the cinema, or? Uh, actually, no. It was I wasn't old enough to see it in cinemas because it came out with like an R rating, but I saw it like. Really? Yeah, it's really weird because so this is actually Peter Jackson's first huge directoral debut. All right, he had oh yeah,
2: keep forgetting this was his.
0: Oh, you can tell. I think. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. The, you got that nice goofiness that is Peter Jackson's touche when it comes to his horror movies and his mm-hmm. genre breaking movies. Um, his first movie was like Dead Alive or something like that. It was a New Zealand movie, and it was it blew up. It was huge. So he pretty much had. Free reign with this, and this is his first major uh, blockbuster movie, if you will, Um, even Mm -hmm. though it was kind of a flop (laughs) because it went against Mm. uh, Sylvester Stallone's Daylight. Uh, But yeah, they released
0: it too early. I think I read about this. They they wanted to release it at Halloween, but the studios insisted on releasing it in the middle of summer, and unsurprisingly, it completely tanked. So, yeah, (laughs) weird decision.
1: Yeah, because they were seeing the dailies. And they're like, oh my God, these are, this is an amazing movie. We can make money. We can make big bucks. Put it as a summer, summer blockbuster, but it's more of a, like a Halloween movie. Um, it mm. would have probably killed, like, killed at like an October release, like something now mm. leading up to, Chris, uh, to Halloween. But yeah, so like, I saw this maybe a year after it came out on VHS, and I just loved it. That's how old I am. Again, I'm <laughs> the oldest podcaster. Yeah, I just watched it on VHS. I loved it because I was a huge fan of Michael J. Fox, Canadian boy. Yeah, got to support mm-hmm. our boys. And uh, I just found it like goofy and funny. But it just had that just enough violence for like a like a teenager to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like a, uh, just like a 13, 14 year old when I saw it. So it was like, oh, this is great. You know, it's not too gory, but it's just enough to get wet my appetite for horror movies. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
0: It's certainly, it's it's definitely. I think it definitely is like a teen boy kind of movie. Yeah,
1: you got yeah. the yeah. Uh, silliness with the judge in the uh, the museum scene. Mm. Um, <laughs> that that I'm sorry, I I just really find that really silly and goofy and like it, it does talk to like the twelve year old boy in me, but I think mm-hmm. it talks also to the twelve year old in everybody. Like like the stupid. Laughing fart jokes will always be funny because it's childish. Like every if anybody doesn't Mm -hmm. laugh at a fart joke, I'm going to question your taste in comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Because like just the simple thought of like you know just a stupid fart joke in a movie, everybody just chuckles because it's it's stupid. Like it shouldn't be funny, but it's it is. And that whole scene in the museum with the judge, that just like I just love it because of of this pure stupidity. Like you have all this kind of like action going on in the movie, and then you have this silliness. Mm over here and you're just like what (laughs) and so you chuckle and that's one of the things i like about peter jackson he's able to like give you this solid scene that like has intensity and then he's just going to put in that little comical moment in there just to confuse you and make you enjoy the movie even more
0: Mm. have you seen aside from the hobbit lord of the rings which are kind of their own thing have you seen many other peter jackson movies
1: um give me i can't Remember all the movies I see, so I'm just going on to his. Uh, <laughs> I watch a yeah,
2: I've not seen anything anything other than Lord of the Rings. before So, so it, this is a brand new, mm. a brand new style of his for me. So oh.
0: before Lord of the Rings, there is he does his low budget bad. There's bad taste. There's Brain Dead. There's Meet the Feebles. There is three kind of like video nasty ones that kind of become cult classics. Then he does a film called Heavenly Creatures with Kate, a very young Kate Winslet. Yep. Uh, which is more of a serious drama, but it definitely still has horror elements mm-hmm. to it. And then he does this, and then it's Lord of the Rings. And then after Lord of the Rings, it's been a little bit spotty.
2: (laughs) So is this what got him Lord of the Rings? Yes. uh, Really? That is a a big jump.
1: Well, it was this. They used the same production company. It was this and Dead Alive. This and Dead Alive. Dead Alive was his uh, movie about a zombie monkey or rat,
0: I believe. Mm -hmm. Isn't that Brain Dead? Did it have a different title in America? Yeah, it
1: does have a different title in America, um, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that's, it's yeah. that's one of the priests that goes I kick ass for the Lord, right? I think so. Yeah, it's like a young yeah. man's mother is bitten by a Sumerian rat monkey. Yes,
0: that's definitely brain dead. Yeah, so definitely. for uh, that's what in Eng- in England it was called brain. Yeah, dead. so the
1: original bad. title is Brain Dead, but in North America mm-hmm. it was Dead Alive, I think, because okay. for some reason. So this gave him frighteners, and Heavenly mm-hmm. Creatures is a great movie as well. Uh, very, mm, I love Heavenly Creatures. So like mm. these were like Dead Alive. I saw after i saw frighteners and after i saw lord of the rings actually so frighteners was my first movie for peter jackson and i didn't know it was peter jackson at the time because i was so young so i didn't really care about directors i just cared about stars mm-hmm. and then i saw lord of the rings i'm like oh my god this is amazing king kong came out i was like oh my god king kong you know i love the original <laughs> who doesn't love the mm-hmm. original and then you got jack black in it, and you're like this is perfect and mm-hmm. then I saw on my way to Vegas, I watched, uh, brain dead slash dead alive. And I was like, Oh my God, this is horribly amazing. <laughs> like it is like the special effects are horrible. Like this is like a student film mm-hmm. pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And, but just how cheesy it is. And you can see mm-hmm. the love that he has for the horror genre in it.
0: No, that was my point because, uh, I think the to- the kind of wild kind of tonal balancing act that this film has is something that you find in a lot of Peter Jackson films. Mm-hmm. Like Heavenly Creatures is a, on paper a very sad story about a little girl who murders her mom. Spoiler alert for that film, but um, <laughs> it, it's pla- it's played <laughs> Just with right
1: out of the gate. Like yeah, so she murders. Oh yeah, by the way, spoiler. Uh, I've already. Spoiled well, I mean,
0: it's, it. it's it's that's pretty much
2: what the film is. The plot. Or, yeah, the but it's also from 1994. I've never heard if of you it. Haven't and
1: seen it. Uh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of it, and by the sounds of it, I never would watch it. So I really couldn't care less right yeah. now.
0: Well, well, it, it, that's the plot, and it's based on a true story, I believe. But it's definitely it has these weird, like wild fantasy, almost campy moments as well. So it, I think that's his whole thing. He, you know, he plays with kind of even some of the video nasty ones. Like uh, Meet the Feebles is pure gross art but it has little <coughs> moments that are sort of going for a some something of an emotional kick so yeah yeah i think that's of jackson's whole style is these kind of wild tonal shifts in his films and kind of keeping that balance which mm, sometimes works sometimes less so
1: yeah i think uh, when he he has the chance to not make a big budget movie like the hobbit and the lord of the rings like those mm-hmm. movies you can't really have those tonal shifts that are his because it would just mm-hmm. ruin the movie but when he gets the chance to do these great Pieces like Dead Alive, Heavenly Creatures, The Frighteners, Lovely Bones. Um, you can get he can play with those tones. Like he's going to be doing the next Tintin uh, tin or Tang Tang, depending on where you're from. He's he's supposed to be the director of that, and it's like great. He can actually play with those tones because it looks like it's a like a it could be like a, a pirate movie. So now he's playing with these pirate themes, and he can try and bring in these like horror elements and this adventure mm. thing to it and you can play with those nice tones in the movie so you can have an actual peter jackson movie that's high budget
0: mm. I, I think i'd like to see him step away from the franchises for a while to be honest i'd like to see him go back to like his roots and do something a little bit more independent and more original
1: i, I fully agree with you i would love to see him get the chance to do this like one-off not not part of a huge uh production like a couple, a couple mm. million dollar, like a five million dollar budget film. I think he could kill it. Like, I would love to see Spielberg yeah. also go back to his roots and have a sh- shoestring budget and see what he can do with that.
0: Yeah, make him get creative with the visuals again, because that's where he really has always
1: shone mm-hmm. for me. Like, yes, don't anyway. don't get me wrong. I love when he put. They gave him a hundred million dollars, and he makes this huge blockbuster. But like some of his classic movies, the reason why he's so. Amazing is because he made movies on a shoestring budget that you Mm. actually enjoyed.
0: Yeah, 100%. Harry, what did you think of this film?
1: I, let's see. (laughs) Careful Um, now.
2: (laughs) I never quite got into it. Okay. And I think that might be a bit of a problem for me because by the end, I kind of checked out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I didn't really get the... uh, the the tension and the horror element that that phil you were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. just because i wasn't fully sold on it i don't know maybe i went into it in the wrong mood and we've just done three schlocky 80s ghost films it could be (laughs) that
1: it could be that um sloppy 80 films does does zap the power out of you it does yeah Mm -hmm. Um, well i
0: i mean i also i also think maybe this is a film you need to see for the first time when you're a kid because i think it has that yeah, that, that sense of, you know, that imagination and wonder and stuff mm. that you can really tap into when you're a kid and you're not really that focused on the plot as much. Because I found it, this I didn't, I enjoyed it, but I definitely thought it was doing just a wee bit too much. Yeah,
1: it's, it, is a, it is a movie of its time. Like it is dated mm-hmm. because you, like I remember the 90s, they just tried to throw so much into a movie and mm-hmm. just hoped it worked. And then nowadays mm-hmm. movies are like, no, we're gonna maybe one, two, three plot points maximum and we'll mm. finish this yeah. one it's like let's just throw the whole sink in
2: yeah cuz like when i look back at this one now when i try and recount the plot like it all adds up and it sounds like a fun film and a good idea for a movie mm-hmm. but it's just not quite how it how it, how it came across to me uh watching it now for the first time at 27 <laughs> <laughs> it just throws a lot at you i found it was yeah. i was just like oh wow this film is just giving me so much like. and phil i'm really surprised that you said that it was an r rating uh when it came out in america because it's it feels quite childish to me
1: the reason why it got slapped with an r rating is really because of jackson's um dead alive slash brain dead he had to cut like 20 minutes out of that movie just to get an r rating so already when they heard that he's making a movie with the title the frighteners and it's a horror movie (laughs) they're already looking at Mm. a pg-18
2: right i see and so
1: or like like a a high rating even with cuts that he did and he tried and then he was like oh i'm getting an r rating okay f F this and he actually added the the scene near the end uh Mm -hmm. where one of the people get their head blown off he literally added that as a you know what i'm already getting an r i'm just gonna go for the hills now (laughs) so it's like that's great like just adding that, and yeah. then you got the the different actors, um, d- the uh, the ghosts. I love the ghost characters; they're great.
0: Me too. There's not enough of them.
1: I, I wish there was was more of them, but uh, apparently it was. Give me a second. I was reading something about it. Um, it was yeah. So this was a huge thing for uh, Peter Jackson's Weta Digital. It was a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. provided the special features for this. And so they came up with the idea of how how to do the ghosts and all that. So they learned everything. And yeah, and that then they went on to make it with Lord of the Rings. And now they're like this huge multi-billion dollar industry uh, industry leader, you know. So like this mm-hmm. movie helped launched Weta pretty much, you know. It, it actually was originally going to be a Tales from the Crypt movie.
0: Oh, I read about that too, yeah. Yes. Because it's uh, produced by Robert Zemeckis, yeah. who is, again, you can see his fingerprints all over yes. this because that's another director who's all about the visual invention. Yeah. So. Um.
1: Yeah. What else here? Let me see something. Yeah. Yeah, not helping. Its box office was the M P. Uh, the MPAs insisting on giving them an R rating. But the actor I wanted to talk about, where is it? Yeah, Milton uh, Dammers, Jeffrey Combs' character. Mm-hmm oh my God, it is like the best type of character I find for this movie. Like it's- <laughs> He is,
0: yeah. That's the the sheriff who's afraid of women who- Oh yeah, the FBI. He's a whole lot of a lot, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he's a very like really weird character, but he's j- like just going from his like beginning insanity, just the way he like starts. And you're like, mm-hmm. holy, this guy is weird. Maybe he's the actual killer. And then just the <laughs> twist at the end and you're like- what the fuck, man? <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, I, I think that's what I mean about the plot, like, throwing a bit too much at you yeah. for me, because it was like, by that point, we're like, it's also a long-ish movie, it's like a two-hour and five-minute movie, mm. and 90 minutes in, you've already got Michael J. Fox's plot, he's a con man, and you've got the, this kind of parallel plot with the, the woman we'll and see, the murderer, yeah. and, and then you've got at the end, this reveal that this detective guy does this whole crazy speech where it sounds like he's part of the Manson family, yeah. or there's a whole cult, I mean, and It's just like whoa, this movie is like Yeah,
1: like yeah. this, this they could have like sl- slimmed a lot of it. Um, I I think I I do enjoy the 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 FBI agent uh, Milton Dammers. That character mm-hmm. needs to be in it for me. I think he's a pivotal plot because he mm-hmm. adds this nice like you have Michael J. Fox, who's kind of if you will the straight of the thing, and you got mm-hmm. Dammers, who's always uh, Dammers, who's always the. Uh, the, the butt of the joke. Like, he's always, like, mm-hmm. completely off, like, no matter what. Like, you have the scene where he's like, no, I think Mr. Bannister is a very criminal mind and we won't see him at all. And then mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox just, like, walks in right there and he's like, no, I'm right here, man. Uh, I want to report a yeah. body. So it's like, I like, you need to have that character, like, the foil, in essence, just, mm-hmm. just to keep it going, because it's a lot more, I find it more fun. Like, it adds to the movie. But, mm-hmm. like, the like the like the double re trying to double reveal of the murderer and that that was like okay that's heavy like you're 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 going heavy there bud and then you got the the love story going on and then you got this kind of the stories with the the your three ghosts Mm. as well so it's like all like you're like okay we're juggling a lot here i need you to condense it into like one thing
0: yeah, I think it just needed to be edited. Yeah, it was like there's like four parallel plots going on at once. It's it's just it's it is quite a lot. Uh, but that's probably a good segue to uh, Phil. We've talked around it a little bit, but do you want to give us a very quick summary of the plot of this movie, so, if you
1: can? So yeah, I means a lot to describe. But. Sure. Yeah, I'll give the quick summary. <laughs> uh, Michael J. Fox plays Frank Bannister. He's a uh, he's this psychic guy. He used uh, a psychic guy that cons people out of getting ghosts out of their house mm-hmm. where he has three ghosts uh, called the Judge. Uh, Cyrus and Stuart, they're, they're completely three different types of ghosts in there. They, they have fun, they con people, uh, but he's kind of broken because he, there was a murder. His wife died because of an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was accused of murder. Nothing came of it, but like it's ruined his life. And then we get uh, these continual murders that are happening in this small town that he lives in, and he tries and solves it, and then it turns into kind of like a straight-up horror movie with death but not gruesome Mm -hmm. deaths, except for one. And Michael J. Fox is also trying to outwit an FBI agent, like we said, dammers. That's pretty much Mm -hmm. it, and then there's the happy ever after at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, so these murders that you talked about, basically Michael J. Fox goes to a young couple's house who are being haunted by a poltergeist, or so they think, but it's actually Michael J. Fox and his ghost pals. Um, But he starts seeing numbers on people's foreheads, basically, and that number indicates that that person is about to be killed, and they're gonna Mm -hmm. be killed by death,
1: essentially. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. I think the judge calls it something else, like the Soul Reaper or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because it's kind of like it—you don't get it right away. You don't know why, but it freaks Michael uh, Frank Brannister out. And but you learn later on it's because when his wife died um, after the accident, she had uh, thirteen carved in her, her head, and so that mm-hmm. that plays like this major plot point as well. Because you're trying to figure out what do the numbers mean, like what is it associated with. Which, again, too much plot. Like, it's giving us too much. Uh, yeah. that, that complaint yeah. we had earlier. Because you're trying to figure that out. But you're also trying to keep track of what else is going on. So, like, you don't have this connection. You get the connection a bit later. But it's also really weird how they do it. And then it's like, okay, this should have been revealed, like, 20 minutes earlier. Like, I should have known this earlier. So I can connect these dots, you know. But I understand why. Because they, the big reveal at the end. They don't want to for it to be explained uh, i'm mm-hmm. trying my best not to spoil it because i i like that reveal like if you're able to get through the whole movie you get that nice little mm-hmm. twist at the end and then it's like oh now everything kind of like clicks into place you know i mm-hmm. feel yeah because they introduced the element of d wallace the, the mom from et in
0: a ratty ratty crazy cat lady wig yeah. she's introduced early on as this kind of very troubled woman who's like living under the form of her seemingly very abusive older mother. And she is the ex-girlfriend of some notorious killer. Jake Busey. I love
1: Jake Busey. Jake Busey. He is an Has Jake Busey
0: ever not played a serial killer in his entire career? (laughs) Like he's just got that face. He does, but but it's,
1: he's this I'm sorry. Like if I see like Jake Busey in a movie, I'm like, I'm seeing it. I Mm -hmm. love it. I, any movie Jake Busey shows up in automatically goes Mm from, eh, to this is going to be fun. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, he's one of those actors like like much like his dad. Yeah, his dad is great. Uh, his, his dad is very special. Um, yes. <laughs> but he's one of those actors like you sh- you know he's going to be in the movie, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's like Bill Murray. Bill Murray's in a movie, mm. you know you're going to enjoy the movie just cuz Bill Murray's in it.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. But they introduce these these characters this D Wallace as the kind of crazy cat lady. And then she's been partnership with Jake Busey, who was a notorious serial killer who got put on death row and killed. And then they just don't, they just disappear from the movie for like an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. it's weird,
1: right? And that like, like you get little talks about them just popping up Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay. And then you also get the, the, the doctor that's in it. And you're like, why are we talking about this doctor who like just shows up every once in a while? Like what's going on? Mm -hmm. But like all the actors are perfectly cast. I feel like the ones that are mm-hmm. like you, that get the most screen time, you're you those are, you're looking at it and you're like, yes, that's perfectly cast.
0: Oh, no, it's a great cast. I just felt like some of the most fun characters got killed off way too mm-hmm. early. Like the ghosts, I, I really liked the ghosts. Chee McBride, who I know best from being in Pushing Daisies. And I don't know who the other actor was, but those, those two kind of,
1: sorry? Jim Thief.
0: Jim Thief, yeah. Was he the more nerdy yeah, one? Yeah, he
1: was the nerdy one. Uh, and then you had John Astin, the great late John Astin. As mm-hmm. the uh, the judge,
0: but yeah, like they're a really fun dynamic. Those three like pissed off ghosts who have to tramp around after Michael J. Fox and kind of do his dirty work for him, and they kind of resent it, but he won't let them go, and that's great. But and then also, I really enjoyed Ray, the boyfriend of uh, the love interest, yeah. uh, whose name I've Peter forgotten. Dobson. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so much fun. He's got this like Elvisy kind of quiff, and he's like very thinks he's the best. Like, he's very extra. Yeah, he's he's like always working out, and like yeah, he he was just like. A good comic foil, and I thought the movie was going to be because the first hour of the movie is really about him and how he hates Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Michael J. Fox
1: rolls like destroys his fair,
0: deservedly hates Michael J. Yeah. Fox. So Michael J. Fox is an asshole in this movie. He drives through his lawn and like destroys his lawn entirely, He yeah. doesn't seem to care, but yeah. And then he, like, there's a whole dynamic set up where those two don't trust each other, they don't like each other, and then he just then he dies kind of off screen quite abruptly. But then, as his ghost kind of is following Michael J. Fox around, while Michael J. Fox is kind of sort of putting the moves on his girlfriend and I was like this is, this is a fun dynamic for a movie but then he just kind of unceremoniously gets his face ripped off and is never seen again and I was like yeah well. it's weird right yeah, yeah I didn't, yeah. I, didn't...
1: I, was, I, was, I was in on that plot line yeah, yeah like but that was nowhere. a plot line mm-hmm. I'm like okay this, this is a, okay this is like, like at the beginning of the movie like the first hour is one type of movie the second half is a different type of movie and it's really like I wanted to see more of that and I forgot that he died so early in the movie it, like well his ghost mm-hmm. character because I remember his ghost character more than his actual character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's more fun when he dies. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh cool. And then it's like, Oh shit. That's right. He just fucks off. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And so like, it's like, okay, that, and then like the cast is getting smaller and smaller, but I'm like, I, I'm starting to care less and less about some of the characters. And it's like, uh, cause it's, you just like, like Harry had, he was overwhelmed with so much that he was like, fuck it. I'm not following this. I'm not. It's mm-hmm. not worth my time. So like, there's that aspect as well. Yeah,
0: because it killed off Chee McBride and Peter Fife as well like in the in the jail scene, and then I mean they do come back at the end.
1: But like again, I was like, oh man, they were fun. Yeah. Why get rid of them? I really <laughs> like Chee McBride's Cyrus. Like I, he, I, I like you. I liked him as a character, uh, actor. I saw him first in. um boston public and then in on mm-hmm. house i just loved him on house and then there's obviously whatever shows he's on he, he's just great on he's one of
0: those actors who just pops up in
1: everything yeah he just shows great up great and you're like writer. you're in this too like but weren't mm-hmm. you on another show like two minutes ago
0: <laughs> but just yeah this character of like this pissed off 70s black ghost i just thought was a was a really fun character yeah. like <laughs> yeah they yeah. could have done so much more with that
1: Start pulling your weight, guys. You're going back to the cemetery. Yeah, well, you can pull this, Frank. I'm about to go like Jesse on your ass. I'ma find me some other black ghosts and then organize a march. The African-American Apparition Coalition, the AAC. And I'ma tell you something, Frank. It ain't nothing worse than a bunch of pissed off brothers that's already dead. And you had the great, um... Oh, what's his name? He played the sergeant. The drill sergeant
0: in what oh Lee Emery is yes
1: something, Emery? it's like Lee Emery or something the guy from full metal jacket yes. yeah
2: full metal jacket
1: he's cool. like he he's an actual drill yeah R. Lee Emery he's an actual drill mm. sergeant who showed up for um, full metal jacket just to train the guys and the the studio loved him I think and put him in as the mm-hmm. as the drill sergeant so like He's cool. he's amazing. I love him. And he his part in the movie is great as well. But it's like you're adding this like all of a sudden you have another plot point. Like, OK, but what's b- happened between him and Frank Bannister? Why does he hate Bannister so much?
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I read that in the casting of the Frighteners, they were looking for a Lee Emery type because they wanted a character that was going to be a lot like his character in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And then they auditioned a bunch of people and they couldn't find anyone. And they were like, should we just cast the guy? And then they just did. And so he's just in the movie, which is great.
2: Right? I always find it so weird when you hear about those casting stories when it's like, oh, we're looking for a, a Lee Emery type or, yeah. or something like that. Well, should we just cast Lee Emery to yeah. see if he wants to do it? He is acting right now. Yeah,
0: that's essentially how it worked. They couldn't find <laughs> out who did it as well as him. So, well, let's just get him in. And he was willing to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: well, uh, Michael J. Fox was the only choice for the lead. And this is like he just got. Uh, what really sucks about this? This is his like last leading role uh, in movies mm. uh, because he just. Oh yeah. He just got diagnosed or got found out that he had Parkinson's. Mm, yeah. So he was like, and.
0: Well, he went in, he went to Spin City for a few. Yeah. Years as well, so like this, fair. no, but
1: yeah. as a movie, like leading man in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was his mm. last one, and then he made his triumphant three return with Spin City where mm-hmm. it be kind of became a little more open that he had Parkinson's. No, that was when he returned mm. back to uh, Spin City later on. But yeah, it's like his last movie. It's a great movie. And yeah, I just, I can't, st- Michael J. Fox, man, he's great.
0: He is great. It's always good to see yeah. him. So, and he was a lot of fun. I think he, he gets that line in this film because he's playing kind of an asshole character. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, his character, you need someone who can be that kind of-
1: Charming asshole.
0: Yeah, exactly. How, how you'll, you'll still like them a little bit, even if they're not being the most sympathetic. So, and I think Michael J. Fox is very good at that. So, The kind of anti-hero kind of yeah. thing. Uh,
2: Shall we move on to drinking games, guys? I
1: like drinking games, yes. Uh, Harry, do you want to start?
2: Yeah, sure. So, first one I've got here, I've only got a few. Mm. First one I've got is fairly standard, is drink whenever a ghost goes through something, or something goes through a ghost. Oh, mm. God. Because <laughs> I feel like in this film, more than other films you've done this season it really leans into it. Like it actually is a thing for the ghost. It's not nothing.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like it made more of a physical comedy bit of it. Like how the geek ghost can't really get through doors properly. And, and when, when Ray's getting buried alive and yeah, lots of stuff of them going through, seeing their own decomposing corpses in the coffins, which is very dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's twisted. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Mm. Uh, Phil, do you have a drinking game?
1: Yep. Uh, time the word ectoplasm is said.
2: Oh yes. (laughs) John's favourite?
0: That has been missing from the other ghost movies we've done so far as well. Genuinely like yeah. yeah, I like a movie that acknowledges the whole concept of ectoplasm and makes it a whole thing and Yeah. Yeah. This film had a lot of fun with that as well.
2: Which I mean, how would you have used ectoplasm in the movie Ghost?
0: True, it would have been a bit,
2: yeah, a bit gross. Like, yeah. I, don't think that I don't think it's that kind of, it would have made the, um, the, pottery, the pottery, scene. pottery scene just a little, I don't know
0: how yeah. well ectoplasm mixes with wet clay, but uh, I can't imagine. Pottery, I am,
1: pottery, pottery, pottery. Ectoplasm everywhere! I am now picturing how they could have brought it in.
2: Like that scene where he uh, takes over Whoopi Goldberg's body and then goes and kisses yeah. uh, <laughs> and the face. And then just imagine if he just got a bit excited. Yeah, that's not ectoplasm. (laughs) It's all over Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, no. No, no, no. Whoopi wouldn't stand for that. Whoopi would have gone. Uh,
1: I'll be right back. Something's weird. Yeah. Another one. Whenever Bannister's name is kind of said in anger. Mm Mm-hmm just because it's like sometimes it's like okay frank 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 and then just like he does something and it's like banister i feel like the, the jeffrey coombs character is very much being like
0: banister
1: yeah. and like shaking his
0: fist at the sky nothing i don't know yeah 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 very much so yeah <laughs> yeah because he seems michael j fox's character is painted very early on as like an asshole basically like he's this fraudulent con man basically but there's like the whole neighborhood seems to dislike him as well because he gets exposed by the newspaper person, the very British newspaper person.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth Hawthorne, Magda Reese yeah. Jones.
0: Mm. Well, we'll talk about her because we haven't really taught, mentioned her yet. But she, she falls into a couple, a couple of my other drinking games, one of which is Wigs, which You're is certainly a weak, well, a very wiggy movie, which I always enjoy. So. <laughs> yep. uh, and my other one was Drink for Flashbacks
1: there's a lot of which, um, flashbacks
0: yes and all, there's a lot of different styles of flashback which i enjoy but one of them is like the world that they go to the most i think is the newsreel flashback and it's like mm-hmm. back in four score and 70 years ago this murderer went around the town it's, it's all like in weird 1920s
1: tabloid newspaper yep. speak which i thought was really I funny was like <laughs> but it's it's like back in the 80s isn't it or like the 70s yeah. didn't they have color in the 70s
2: uh harry have you any more drinking games uh, yeah, I've got a drink whenever you get confused about the rules of this universe. Okay. Main example ghosts can feel pain, get injured, and eventually die. Yeah, I found
0: that confusing too. I was like, okay, so ghosts can't be killed by people, yeah. but they can be killed by other
2: ghosts. But also, they can be like run over by a real car yeah. and it'll, like, it'll hurt them. They won't die, obviously. Cause no, no dead, they'll, they'll just meld back together yeah. again slowly. Yeah. Or the fact um, that. Like,
1: it's like they're made of silly pussy. Michael yeah. J. Fox mm-hmm. is the only one that can physically interact with them. But they can physically interact with anybody else.
0: Yes, that's yeah, that's true because they can like wrestle people. Yeah,
1: like you have
0: manipulate mm. objects. Yeah,
1: and so it's like, what what's going on? But like, no one else can touch them. What what the fuck? So yeah, I was super confused by that. But at the same time, I'm like, I allow it because it's this universe. There's no rules. Yeah,
0: you just you just like wave it away. It's not something to really dwell on. But yeah, Phil, have you got enough one Not really. I no, just had like okay. two. That's fine. I had a couple more. Drink every time somebody ascends into heaven mm-hmm. because a lot of people get killed in this film. And for the most part, they seem to like involuntarily just get sucked into into heaven. Or into yeah. the light. I noticed it when the, yeah, when the British lady dies. Like she's still like screaming abuse at. <laughs> mm.
1: it. it's,
0: it's not exactly an uh, angelic ascent. It's like, she's just like, fuck you, you fucker. You murdered me, you fucker. <laughs> ah. It's like,
1: yeah, it was a lot. And then you're like, <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Wonder how heaven's going to react to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's well, the best way about going in it? You know, like getting pissed off at someone.
0: Yeah, because when they uh, at the end of the movie when D Wallace and Jake Busey start ascending into heaven, I was like, "What? Everybody gets in? Yeah, Ma- literal mass murderers." And obviously they turn it around and then they get sucked into hell. But I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's an open door policy on the old pearly gates there like.
2: when, it, when he said he
1: forgave everything you really meant it jeez he really did yeah <laughs>
2: open door policy in the old pearly gates yeah that's the sound I mean, I'm counting on it you know <laughs> that's the soundbite
1: for the episode that has to be the soundbite mm. okay
0: yeah. and my final drinking game was drink every time did the, the film introduces a new convoluted plot element yeah you're like you're like 90 minutes in it's like oh there's another thing that what he's a nazi now okay sure throw
1: in the nazism why that, not
0: that just came out of nowhere but great sure I'll, I'll take it yeah
2: yeah
1: no that totally adds up yeah oh this film's a lot oh, i love it i enjoyed it but it's a lot it's a whole lot of a lot it's one of those movies like you put on and then like a year or two later you're like oh frightener such a good movie you put it back on you're like yeah it's good but wow it's a lot i'm gonna wait another year yeah. <laughs> and then you come back to it and you're like, Oh man, I forget Frighteners. It's so good. Watch it again, you're like Yeah, maybe not. I
0: think I really Yeah. I said this I actually said this about Beetlejuice, which we did a couple of weeks ago, but I felt somewhat similarly about this as I did about Beetlejuice in that the plot or plots, or however many plots there are going on in this movie didn't necessarily grab me, but I just loved looking at it.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful it's such a,
0: film. It's such a visually pleasing movie because the special yeah. effects are so good and they really like go all out with the ghost effects and the you can definitely tell how this studio, like you mentioned earlier, became, went on to do Lord of the Rings and become this you know, groundbreaking studio because ghost movies are usually kind of, they make a lot of, out of like shadows and you know, they yeah. they make a little go a long way. Whereas this film's just like, everything's on the table. It's just mm-hmm. like, everything is wallpaper is exploding out of the walls and houses are covered in, you know, and you're in heaven and you're in hell and you, there's ghosts and there's demons and there's, argh, it's just everything. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah, you got houses. Like if you remember when, um, uh, lucy goes to try and save d d wallace like mm-hmm. ray looks at the house and it's like wait the house is literally now like you're seeing the pure evil of the house and it's like that's not usually in ghost movies you know no yeah. like you have the sinister it already looks sinister as it is you know without mm-hmm. the waving blackness eeping out of it you know the ectoplasm of evil Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like this movie just like throws everything at the wall and a lot of it sticks. A lot of it you're like maybe not, but it could work in another movie. Yeah. I'd rather watch a movie like this where I enjoyed a lot of it, but
0: I felt like it just needed to be edited a little bit than a movie that's like really basic and really boring and gave yeah. me absolutely
1: nothing. So, yeah. give me one like turn the characters to 11. Give yeah. me everything like Put your cards on the hand. Go all in. Give me something that yeah. could be fun, than one that you're trying just to keep to hit the the main points that you need to make a movie. You know.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have too much than too little. So, and that this movie is certainly too much. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: Uh,
0: okay, shall we move on?
2: Yeah, sure. So, Phil, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, or if you've enjoyed listening to any episode in the past, mm-hmm. then maybe you consider spending some of your hard-earned cash. Um on me and John. You can go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set. You don't need to. It's fine. We we'll, we'll 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 love you anyway. But if you're really feeling nice and generous and by nice and generous I mean just two dollars a month, that's all it is. It's nothing. Then yeah, patreon.com slash beyond the box set is the place to go. If you go there, you get a few bonus features. You get a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set. We re- we used to review cinema releases. Oh precious I memories. Miss <sighs>
0: We're going to just start doing lots of Netflix stuff, I think.
2: Loads of streaming, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, we're not paying, like, through the roof for Mulan, but... No, but other things,
0: yeah. Nobody paid for Mulan. That's why nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they're releasing the new Pixar movie for free, because
2: clearly Mulan tanked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so we review those. Um, If you do also become Patreon, you get a 30-second advert slot on the main show. Mm -hmm. You can talk about whatever you want, your own podcast, your own business, whatever you feel like. Also, once a month, we get a patron on. Oh, about once a month, mm-hmm. so it doesn't doesn't always come to. Um, we get a patron on to choose the film for the for the main episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can guess if you want to virtually, but you don't have to. Yep. And I suggest what is it? oh yeah, e- extended episodes. Yes, that's probably the main reason why anybody would sign up. Well, you am not show, but yes, sure. Uh, you get extra extra drinking games. You get extra sequel pictures. Extra listen submissions. Extra everything. Yeah. Extra mean, John. Extra
1: ectoplasm on your face. If
2: you wow, really? Well, I, to John. That sounds somewhat hmm. fresh english John. I don't know about that.
1: I don't know about <laughs> that you, last one.
2: I think you might have queered the deal a bit there, Harry. No, <laughs> okay. We well, cut that one out in post. Okay. <laughs> um, save that for the extended show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so all that available at patreoncom slash set. So
0: what does a receptionist do when the fire alarm goes off?
2: I don't know. Call the fire
0: brigade? I seriously hope that was a joke. That's what the fire alarm is for. Well, she's the one who asked what to do. I'm just guessing.
2: Well, I think you'd have to be the one that makes sure everyone knows where the fire exits are and checks that everyone is out of the building. Like, we have the list of guests. It's not that hard. I just wait till it actually happens and we'll see if you find it's not that hard. What are
0: you gonna do if everyone goes off running in different directions before you check them off your list? Or well, someone sleeps through it. I highly doubt you can sleep through a fire alarm. I have. Sure. So what? We're just going to say they will check off all the guests as they exit the building to make sure they're all out.
2: Welcome to The Quids Inn is a new fictional podcast coming to all podcasting platforms weekly from September
0: 10th, 2020. Learn more about the show by visiting our website at
1: islandlifeproductions.com and clicking on Support Us.
2: Right, now, without any further ado, what sequels have
1: we all come up with? Who wants to go first? I have one. This is a big one. So I only came okay. up with one because I like going all in on certain ones. Um, yeah, that's fine. So it's... I mean, how
2: many have you got, Harry? Sorry, uh, I've got one, maybe two.
0: Well, I've got one as well. So we should just... Since we've got a better guest on and we want to keep it... A better guest? A better oh. We've got the best guest. As, no, in, but, as
2: in Phil better guest. Yes, we've da, got da, the da, best da, da. guest. Uh, but should we
0: just do one each since no, you know we normally do a few. but Sounds since, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So Phil, if you want to go first, by all means, hit Awesome.
1: Please. Okay. Frighteners to the next generation. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. The title, can, the title can be worked on, but that's mm-hmm. the premise. All right. It has Michael J. Fox. You have Trini as Lucy again. They're married. Mm-hmm. It's 25 years later, so it's a full generation later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're grandparents, if you will. Their kids are grown up. Now you have their grandkids are now dealing with a new horror. Something's okay. coming up.
0: So like the town is being haunted
1: again? Yeah, the town's being haunted again. Or a new town's being haunted, if you will, whichever mm-hmm. one, so that it doesn't replicate you know, another small town USA, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you, it's going through and the kids are figuring it out because like, a parent died or something close. They kind of see ghosts, but they don't know what it's like. And then you have Michael J. Fox coming in as a mentor character helping out, and then when he shows up, that's when the death toll starts, like, jumping. And he's, okay. like, he's worried that it's uh, Johnny Bartlett again. Or even uh, D. Wallace. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, it could be this. Could be, could be the, you know, he's trying to do it again, or something. And it just, it turns out to be uh, the actual soul searcher, or whatever, from what the ju- judge was talking about, John Aston's character was talking about. Mm-hmm. so you get it. oh so
0: the one that JPC was pretending to be now it's yeah, the real thing it's the real oh, okay. soul
1: searcher so you get this like boom so you, the, the, you're you keeping the universe really connected by calling back to the previous uh, movie with mm-hmm. these things and you you get the nice chance to flash back to the movie so you get that nice flashback to promote the uh, the judge talking about it
2: mm-hmm. or you
1: can even get uh, John Aston to film new ones whatever you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it just accumulates with uh you know maybe a nice send off from michael j fox or something you know something else someone else dies you know like some. like you you have to have this hit like this good emotional hit near the end to show mm-hmm. your characters uh the the new characters overcoming it
0: well here's my question because we, we do like to keep our sequels grounded in the, the realities of you know if, if an actor has died we try we have to work around it is this film going to acknowledge that Michael J. Fox, because he still does act occasionally, he's not completely incapacitated? Is it going to acknowledge that he's kind of frail now and he, he's suffering from Parkinson's or maybe something similar that's kind of making things harder for him? Could that might yeah. like be an emotional journey for the movie?
1: Yeah, that's that's why I want him to come in as a mentor type, like kind of like a sure, rock yeah. like Sylvester Stallone and Creed, mm. kind mm-hmm. of I like see, his, yeah, because then it acknowledges uh, his Parkinson, because sometimes yeah. he may have developed Parkinson's through his life you know so it's Mm -hmm. uh, that's fair so like he doesn't have to hide that that's there and it doesn't put too much of a burden on him because he can come in and just do these like miniature like couple days each for filming so it like it takes care of that as well Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have to be this huge part of it he can be in this like flashback sequence if you will or like he can come in tell the kids and then he gets killed you know Mm -hmm. so like the kids kind of have to learn from maybe trini if you will like she can be the 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 mentor like you have mm-hmm. these nice little different emotional things that you can connect with um mm-hmm. on it and fully acknowledge that michael j fox has parkinson's and it's nothing to be ashamed of or anything like that well, that sounds
0: good that actually sounds very similar to the idea i came up with maybe we can
1: Collaborate on this.
0: And, you know, when, when we when we sell paid. this to the studios for the uh, you know for the, for the millions of dollars. So I had a similar thing about like a mentor mentee kind of relationship. So um, my in my one, if you don't mind me taking this next one, Harry. No then you can close up. My thought was that yeah, it's set in the same place, this kind of Anywhere'sville, USA kind of place. But a new police chief moves into town to replace Sheriff Perry, the guy from ER, the the, the older guy who played the sheriff, who the the nice sheriff, not the evil sheriff in this movie. <laughs> so he's retiring. And a new police chief has moved into the town to replace him. And I was thinking this new police chief could be played by Aubrey Plaza. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I feel like she's kind of got a female Michael J. Fox vibe, you know, because she's kind of deadpanish and, you know, yeah. like grumpy but likable kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I can feel her being in a that type of ca- – a Frank Bannister type character.
0: Yeah. So she moves to the town. It's set somewhat in the present day, although the actual time period doesn't matter. Um, so she moves in and she takes over as police chief. But initially she really struggles with facing uh, – A lot of sexism from her fellow officers who don't really accept Mm -hmm. her as like their superior and also the community at large doesn't really take her very seriously so that's something she immediately has to deal with you know as the chief of police she really needs to be taken seriously and it's a struggle in this town because they just kind of don't they don't take her seriously so that's one challenge for her but worse still shortly after she moves into a new position a space of spooky murders start taking the town all over again and all Mm. these people start turning up dead uh, but I'm thinking the difference between this and the first movie is that all of the victims of this new kind of extra—I keep want to say extraterrestrial. How do you <laughs> call it? What do you call a ghost? Like paranormal, so, paranor- paranormal. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The victims of this new paranormal killer are all women. It's all women who are being murdered. Right. Okay. All different ages, and you know, it's 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 you know, just like this one. Like there's no one safe. You could be 26 and a germ or you could be 50 and whatever. Just but all all people who turn up dead are women. So Aubrey Plaza has to investigate this and it quickly becomes apparent that it's a supernatural thing. And this is why I was thinking she could work with Michael J. Fox and you could have Michael J. Fox, much like your one, in a relatively minor supporting role where he just pops up as a mentor, but he helps Aubrey Plaza. And maybe she also has the ability to see see ghosts due to some traumatic incident in her past, which we mm. can maybe explore with some flashbacks, but she doesn't understand what it means. And Ma- Michael J. Fox helps her to understand, he's like her Yoda, he-, he helps her to understand this, special power that she has and how she can use it to to investigate this this space of murders. So that's that was kind of the mentee mentor relationship. And then I was thinking as she investigates, as the movie goes along, she discovers that the murderer, the paranormal murderer who's killing all these women, is in fact the ghost of Milton Dharma's the um oh, the Jeffrey Coombs oh, character.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Because he has in the film he says he has a real problem with women because he was part of the manson family for a while and he had obviously had a lot of trauma and he's like more in his life he was mortally afraid of women and that contributed to him being killed and he was killed by a woman because which i thought was a really good touch because he took the whole film characterizes him as being scared of women and then in the original film he gets shot in the head by d wallace oh my so yes yeah, so i was thinking in his afterlife he he's started stalking around the town just kill he just hates all women he's a misogynist so he's just killing all the women in the town and Obi-Plaza being like a female police chief, she's you know, she's dealing with misogyny as well, and so she has to like, I guess, track him down and f- find a way to take him down.
1: So, okay, so mm. one better than mine, love it. <laughs> um, two, it's great because at the end of the first one, da- Damers is following around Perry.
0: Yes, that's what I was thinking. He could be really annoyed that his. Pre- former partner has been replaced by a woman because he hates women. So. Yeah.
1: So you have that mm. aspect. And um, instead of... Like, she can't... What, I, what I'm thinking is she can't originally see the ghosts going mm. on. And she's okay. hearing whispering until Dammers tries to kill her. But it's then right, saved okay. by Michael J. Fox, Frank Bannister, with Trini uh, as Lucy, playing his kind of like partner in this. Mm-hmm. So, cause oh, and getting, then the
0: trauma of being nearly killed means be, that she can then see the ghosts.
1: Yeah, she starts seeing the Ooh, ghosts, and seeing stuff, and then that so works. she goes to Frank Bannister. That starts the mentor-mentee relationship type thing. Mm. And you, a great thing would be for like to keep Michael J. Fox, you know, to maybe the less least amount of role possible, respecting his you know his uh, criteria. Maybe have mm-hmm. him killed, and ha- then you have Trini and Audrey Plaza try to take down Dahmer and you can have Trini maybe also die as well mm.
0: yeah you could I, I like that a lot you, you could have like a moment where Orby Plaza's character is, is like being literally killed by the ghost and then this could be like halfway through the movie maybe and then Michael J Fox kind of who's not been in the movie at all before this just appears and saves her and it's like a fuck yeah it's the original guy yeah moment mm. but then he in saving her he also dies and that's but the trauma of all that passes on the maybe his last act is to pass on his ability to see the dead to her, and then Trini, the love interest from the first movie, helps us understand exactly what's going on, and the two of them together take him down. Oh, I could be like good.
1: I like that mm. because you got Lucy getting her kind of like her final closing on the yeah. original movie as well, because she gets to take out uh, Dammers, who like traumatized her. Mm-hmm. And you have the passing of the torch to Andrew Plaza. If you want to do like more movies with it as well, you know, like so you got these. I like that. That's a even better than my idea with the uh, like grandkids. This makes it even better because you're tying in both movies even more.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it's a yeah. I think your idea combined with my idea, we've got we've got a movie. I yeah, think we've so. Got, we've got <laughs> a
1: solid movie. Yeah. Now we just it's need shame to the original that.
0: didn't make any money or we could pitch this <laughs> <laughs> sadly I, f- I don't think the world's crying out for the frighteners 2 but uh, <laughs> if it was we pr- then
1: I think probably could. I think we probably could <laughs> cuz yeah. come mm. on there if there's no original movies they have to take this and this is a cult classic. True. Yeah, maybe maybe it's one of those
0: ones that's built up enough popularity over the years that yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll we'll talk, Phil. We'll, we'll talk.
0: We'll uh, we'll consult some agencies and some representation and we'll We'll see we'll what get we can this do. pitched. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's going to make us rich. <laughs> All right, Harry, over to you. All right, great. Well, thanks for uh, working together on yours. So it's well, maybe really yours could be part of it as well. depends what... We can do. help you. Know, you've just yeah. left me with this piece of crap that I've come up oh, oh, with. Oh, Harry, come on. Get
0: delivery of confidence. <laughs> Jesus, oh, man.
2: Okay, so set a couple years later, mm-hmm. um, Michael J. Fox and his ghost friends, I assume new ghost friends. Okay, so, so there's
0: a new pack of like undead
2: people yeah. who are his friends. Sure. And uh, he's gone back to his, his his older life of being a con artist again. Oh, okay.
0: So, is it still Michael J. Fox?
2: Probably not. Okay. For you know, a multitude of reasons. But is it the same character? Is, 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 is it like same character, different yes. actor? Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Any idea who? who
2: I don't who know. I mean,
0: who's like the modern Michael J. Fox? It's a hard one to say. He's, he's such a unique kind of actor. He is, isn't you, he? you could kind of have. I mean, Ooh, I know. Be, he would be. Oh, go on, go on. Go on. Uh, give
1: me a second. I'm just pulling up the actor because I want to get his name right. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Jake Johnson.
0: Oh, okay, from New Girl. Oh, yes. Yeah. I feel well, that could be good. Yeah, I like that. I see that. Yeah.
1: I feel like oh, he yeah, can pull works. off that charming. You know, he can be an asshole, but he's also you're like you can forgive him because he's kind of like a got a goofiness to him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that works. So go on. So it's Jake Johnson playing the same role as Michael J. Fox in yeah, a couple of years. I'm
2: happy with that. Yeah, and he's got he's got a new gang of ghost friends. Okay. Um, do you guys have anybody that you'd like to you like, like to pitch here?
0: I mean, I use her a lot, but Tiffany Haddish is a most. Come on, like, you know. <laughs> or Leslie Jones. You know, just some. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would.
1: Yeah, like you would need a uh, strong female, and it would be good mm-hmm. to get a female of color. You know, because yeah. that could just add to it. You need. Mm. Uh, not Michael Sierra because I don't like him. John, mm. can
2: we cast a queen from Drag Race? You're obsessed. Yeah, You're I, so obsessed. I am. I, I, I just finished All-Stars 4, like a three or whatever. I don't know. So like, I'm right near the so end you, of it. So dra- you want a
0: dead drag queen?
2: I feel like that could be fun. How
0: yeah. about just RuPaul?
2: Just RuPaul? Yeah, yeah, like
0: RuPaul playing like a ghost would be great actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm
1: down sure. with that. Do
2: you want to pick a third character? So, so some, we've got Somebody to really sort of like grind their gears some kind of
0: contrast between rupaul and um who's the one person me said um, um tiffany haddish yeah a, a, a loud black woman yes so, so, so rupaul allowed black so woman. i feel like I we definitely it, need to go it, the other direction for yeah. the
1: last yeah. one. Yeah. you, you like, need a meek <laughs> man you need a meek man yeah. um <laughs> who gets overpowered by these two very dominant women yes <laughs> um or dominant people um someone like, maybe like jason bateman no no, no. I want someone mm. young. I, I think someone younger I was would be better. I'm thinking younger. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, ooh, um, what's his name? He's Canadian. Oh, I haven't. Jay Baruchel.
0: I don't know him. What's he been in? He, oh,
1: Jesus! How do you not know Jay Baruchel?
0: I'm so sorry. I don't watch a lot of Canadian. I mean, is that,
1: the name rings a vague bell. Is he? Is he in? Is he in this? This is Us? Is that? Am I thinking of someone else? No. He was in. Um, he. This is the end. He plays the voice of uh, Hiccup in How to Train Your Dragon.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He's a local Montreal boy, so got to promote my Canadian guys, right? Sure. Uh, but Absolutely.
2: He, we'll definitely. Okay. Play. Well, in, in in that case, if we're casting him, I would like to cast him as because um, I think it will be a good a good contrast to being cast with RuPaul in the same group. Yeah. If is he is a closeted gay, mm-hmm. but how we talked about earlier, how ghosts can't take off the clothes that they died in. Okay. He can't come out of the closet. He's Ooh. trapped in the closet, yeah. So you just hear his yeah. voice from a, a literal, like, <laughs> paranormal closet,
0: just like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this feels on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, like it. Yeah, let's,
2: tr- let's, let's definitely make a lot of jokes to that with w- within this film, where he's uh, okay. like, his way of haunting a house is, like, rattling the closet doors or something from okay. the inside. Sure, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I could see that be funny of just, like, RuPaul just sort of talking to him and trying to, like get him to admit that he's gay or something but he just can't he physically can't okay okay cool that works so you've even got even though he wants to
0: so you've got michael uh, new michael j fox as um jake johnson yeah. with his trio of ghost uh, accomplices
2: yeah what are they doing so they're ba- they're back to uh that that con where they're haunting a house mm-hmm. and getting residents to pay for the exorcism sure yeah but one day they they haunt a certain house where the homeowners just aren't scared of anything okay and if they're not scared of anything, then they're, they're not going to call Jade Johnson to come and get rid of the ghosts. Okay. So so why are they bothering? Is it just because they're like super rich?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: sure. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. i say the movie they're super rich like hipsters or something. Sure, yeah, just yeah, yeah, something that's really it, it's good to point and laugh An at. An easy target, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so the ghosts, they're, they're trying the absolute hardest. You know, they're, they're rattling the closet doors and um, I don't know, RuPaul's throwing wigs at them or I don't know. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, when the ghosts are there they're trying their absolute hardest, and somebody shows up to offer their services to try and help them. What Another ghost or another person? It's Beetlejuice.
0: Oh, okay. So you're bringing it back to our Beetlejuice episode. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've got for that. Okay, sure. Where so, do you want to go from there? So Beetlejuice becomes, maybe Beetlejuice becomes the new villain because he's like this agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. Much like... I mean Beetlejuice wasn't a serial killer that we know of. No, but like in terms of like energy, not a million miles away from JPC. So no, totally. I can see that. Yeah, so Jake Johnson and his crew of wacky ghosts mm. have to kind of find a way to send Beetlejuice back to hell. Yeah, and Beetlejuice is just running rampant, and maybe he is killing people. Maybe he's gone a lot darker from the original movie. But
2: well, going on from this, what? So why do you think it is that they're not aligning with Beetlejuice? Because his thing was that he likes to get rid of the humans yep. from the house. Mm-hmm. And these ghosts are trying to scare the humans. So he's probably going to be really good at that.
0: Yes, but they don't want the humans to run away. They want the humans to pay. Yeah. So maybe they get offered, a, maybe maybe these rich hipster humans are scared, mm. but they offer Jake Johnson a million dollars to mm-hmm. get rid of Beetlejuice. But it's easier said than done.
2: Uh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah so there's a real financial that, incentive. So, so, so yeah, get. Beetlejuice has got it in his head. that like, oh, if I help out, these ghosts led by RuPaul, then that's gonna work well for me in the long long run.
0: Well he's just like not he's trying to block them from getting the money. Like he learns that they've been paid a huge amount of money to Even better. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's like Beetlejuice is just being an asshole because he's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is an asshole. Yeah. So it's like these ghosts and Jake Johnson versus Beetlejuice. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the RuPaul's group of ghosts, they start and the hipsters are like, No, that's not impressive. That's not impressive and then the nerdy character, you know, goes, well, I I heard about this this really macho ghost that, like, everyone, like, scared of. And they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. who is it? They summon Beetlejuice, and they're like... The ghosts, like, they they say what he wants, and he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm down. You know, like, you know, Michael Keaton high on coke, um, <laughs> mm. just ready to go. He goes, he does what he does, and they get the call. And when he goes, Michael J. Fox, or not Michael J. Fox, uh, Frank Bannister goes to get rid of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is like, fuck no, man, I'm, I'm staying for fun. And then he starts doing more and more chaos around the place, or like, mm. not just this house, but the whole city. So it, it involves yeah, he wants- getting even more, you know?
0: Mm. yeah like it just like runs rampant through the whole town it's like they've they've unlocked something they can't put back into the bottle kind of mm. thing so yeah and then the whole movie is just them trying to much like jake bucey in the original it's like how do they get rid of Beetlejuice again maybe, yeah, it's not, maybe it's not as easy as just saying his name three times maybe in this uh, circumstance he he's has overcome to be, that he actually needs to be defeated fully so. yeah 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 you have know, like a ghostly showdown in a haunted mansion kind of thing yeah cool did you have a title for that i didn't know No. okay well, it's a good idea.
1: The Frighteners yeah, All-Star. Yeah.
0: The Frighteners All-Stars. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you that, it. There it yeah. is. You can have cameos, you know, loads of ghostly cameos. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Drag ghosts. That drag, works really well. Drag ghosts, yeah. Was drag not, ghosts all Stars. Why has that not happened more? I know. Maybe that's the next At Halloween all. special. You should email RuPaul. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know there's like zombies and stuff like that, but yeah. ghosts would work really well. They would. Yeah.
0: Good one. Okay.
1: It's certainly a niche. Of course.
0: Yep. Should we move on to uh, listener submissions? Yes. Do you have any hit this week, Harry?
1: Yes. So uh,
2: Jack Duncan has. Uh, there's always one. There's ever, every time. There's always somebody who says the fright is to Electric Boogaloo. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and that's,
1: it, is that's that fine? is that the running joke
0: on this? It is. Yeah, because there's a film from the eighties called uh, Break
2: Into Electric Boogaloo. Something like that. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, nobody knows what the film's actually called. No. They just know that. We the, should do the, it one the, week, the just does, like just to put it to bed.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That don't um, kill the mystery.
0: True, actually, yeah, yeah. It's some, some things we're not meant to know.
2: But, you know, we've got that. We've got Too Fast, Too Furious. We've got Back in the Habit. Is, is yeah. there, there are th- one? There seems to be the main... Oh, uh, Cruise Control. Cruise Control, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that we get them every week. But, yeah, so, th- <laughs> so Trent Duncan has had the finest two electric boogaloo and then has clarified in his comments, actually, ectoplasmic boogaloo. Okay, that's better.
0: I like that better, yeah. Boogaloo. I like that. That yeah. works. That really works. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm,
2: I'm done with that. Yeah. Chris, I've got a lot of love for this. A lot of people saying they adore this movie. Think it's supremely underrated. See, yeah, there is, is so right? damn good. See John. I told Und- you, underrated gem.
1: We could get a sequel.
2: Excellent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, you've really struck a nerve with this one.
2: Alexander Clark says frightened. Fright, Yeah. Instead of the frighteners. Just frightened. Yeah. Just make it a bit more present tense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The frighteners too. Not actually that scary, mate. <laughs> 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 so macho, Yeah. Frighteners 2, back in the act. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, that could be a, a title as well for yours. That works as well.
2: Um, this isn't a sequel, but Chris Waters says, uh, this was the movie that I would request the most when I was a child. My dad said I watched it more than Sesame Street. <laughs> it's wow.
1: See, there is a giant market. I can guarantee, Halloween, you make a Frighteners 2, boom. But this...
2: This is what I mean about this film. Like, you, Phil, you said it was an R rating when it came out. But everyone just loved it when they were kids. Yeah, yeah like they preferred it to Sesame Street, like a show about
1: puppets. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's not that, it's not, if you look at it, like a parent would watch this and be like, this is not an R rating. There's no, like, yeah. there's no solid violence. You don't, the the biggest thing is a guy gets his head blown off. Yeah, that's, that's it. True, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yes, there's dead bodies. You see someone with a 13 carved in their head. But this day and age, that's like, are you serious? That's that's what, that's like a, yeah. that's in every <laughs> guess, horror movie yeah. now. Like people are literally getting their limbs chopped off in like Final Destination and people are like, yeah, yeah that's a PG-13, maybe a hard PG if we will. So like yeah. you can seriously amp up and go like to the next mile with like the gruesomeness in this movie and still be good probably for a PG-13 movie.
0: Yeah. Any more, Harry? No. Okay, I have a few as well. I'll quickly whiz through. Uh, Adam Capitanio said The Enlighteners. Nice. Okay. Joseph Garrico said The Frighteners, a courtroom drama about the lawsuits against the Frighteners. So it's like the plaintiffs and the, you know, <laughs> the Frighteners versus the Frighteners. Like, could be good. Every really, like Alan McBeal style. <laughs> um I like this one. Good pun work here. Ryan Kleiman said Frighteners 2. Two wrongs don't make a fright.
1: Oh, that is good. Oh, good one, fantastic. Yeah. I like it.
0: Mm, yeah. Speaking of Puntastic, uh, Brian Markowski said, Frighteners 2, blinded by the fright, (laughs) Bruce Springsteen stars as himself, a man who late in life discovers his ability not only to speak to ghosts, but also to jam with them. (laughs) Touring with the dead will take on a new meaning after this smash hit sequel.
1: I'm sold. You got the boss in it. I'm I'm, sold.
0: Oh Yep, I'm on board with that. And finally, Mike Gavisa said, Maybe just make something using the fun premise of medium actually can see movies, but is still a con artist to make a movie that's actually enjoyable to watch. Oh, so I think that's a, it's a sick burn from Mike Visser on this movie. I think he wasn't a fan. So.
1: Mike, who hurt you? Who hurt you he as did. a child? The,
0: the frighteners, obviously. obviously. Damn. Never mind. So thank you, everybody, for those sequel ideas. We, we ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record by putting out posts on Facebook and Twitter where you can list your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our our catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others. You can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us to get new listeners, so please do consider doing that if you haven't already. We are also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, Mm -hmm. Harry, we have a Patreon choice. Uh, Okay. I put it out there. One of our patrons called Briony, one of our Mm choirs of patrons, she doesn't want a guest, but she she just wants us to do this film. Uh, She has recommended a film I saw in the cinema when I was a kid, and it scared the bejesus out of me, but I've not seen it since. So maybe it's aged well, maybe it hasn't. Okay. So next week, we are going to do a film called what lies beneath oh my
1: god What
2: lies beneath mm? oh my god i
1: remember that movie i've seen it like maybe twice and i haven't seen it mm. recently oh i want to I'm, I'm definitely going to rewatch this with for you guys and oh great
0: up. well we look forward to that yeah
2: right yeah no i've not seen it so yeah cool. i I won't spoil anything.
0: I mean, it's been 15 years, so I, I, there's not much I could spoil. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah I remember it. I definitely have a strong memory of it and I remember liking it. So hopefully it's, it's held up, but we shall see. Wow,
2: cool, cool. Okay. Um, Phil, before we go, would you like to promote yourself in any way? What, what have you got to promote these days?
1: Well, uh, not much because I'm taking a break from podcasting. I do have uh, about three episodes I already drop on uh, my podcast, The Phil Better Show, talking about uh, some classic horror movies. From some Ooh. great podcasters I have on the show, there's about three episodes that are going to be dropping on Monday. One episode mm-hmm. each Monday, so there's that. Um, apart from that, I'm not much doing much, really, because uh, I'm just trying to get through uh, 2020 alive. Your maple syrup line. <laughs> yes, Go I have my maple syrup line. I mm-hmm. apologize for that. Yes, I have a maple yeah. syrup <laughs> line. You can find everything <laughs> at merchbyfeelbetter.com. And no, I don't have much going on, just... Just trying to get through 2020 and uh, just see hopefully 2021 will be better. Yep. No, I'm sure it will.
2: Aren't we all? Brilliant. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. That's it, yeah. So joining us next week for What lies Beneath. Yes. Thank, thanks, Phil, for joining in. Thanks, Phil. Always a pleasure. It's
1: my uh, pleasure to be on, guys. I always love listening to you guys. And uh, even though I don't submit all the time, I do uh, come up with some ideas. So I'll try and do it for next week.
2: Excellent. We look forward to it. Lovely. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, Great. see you next week. See you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye.
1: It ain't nothing worse than a bunch of pissed off brothers. This already dead.